Our message today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 8, that we've been studying over the past several weeks. And I've entitled this message, Go Light Your World. Go Light Your World. Some years ago, a favorite Christian singer, Kathy Tricoli, blessed us with a song entitled, Go Light Your World. The song speaks of a special light that each of us who believe and trust in the Lord Jesus have within us. And the lyrics to the song begins, There's a candle in every soul, some brightly burning, some dark and cold. There is a spirit who brings fire, ignites a candle, and makes his home. And then the next verse exhorts us to take that candle and go light this dark world of ours. Listen, she sings these words. Carry your candle, run to the darkness, seek out the hopeless, confused and torn. Hold out your candle for all to see it. Take your candle and go light your world. I love those lyrics. And those lyrics bespeak what these words of Scripture here in Luke chapter 8 are also exhorting us to do. If you will, turn there to Luke chapter 8 and follow along with me as I read these words. Beginning in verse 16. There the Lord tells us, No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will, will not come to light. Therefore, take heed how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. There's a special and mysterious light that shines in this world of ours. It's a light that is able to do things and to reveal things that we would not otherwise see. It's a light that enables you and me to see people and to see circumstances as we've never seen them before. To have and to understand attitudes and viewpoints that we would not otherwise be able to know about. And to perceive the intentions and the purposes of men and women's hearts in ways that we've never known before. It's a light that shines so deeply into a person's soul that nothing is hidden from it. That special light, folks, is the very person of Lord Jesus. He is the true light. And you'll note that I did not say that Jesus simply shows forth a light. He does that. He does that, yes. But this light is more than that. This light is actually who Jesus is. His very person. He is the light. And though we may not understand that terminology, that is the truth. Jesus is the light, the light of the world. John 8 verse 12 tells us where Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And in John chapter 1, we read in him, this is in the Lord Jesus, was life. And that life was the light of men. And that light shines in the darkness, but the darkness does not comprehend it. That's a very key understanding. The darkness does not understand it. Folks, Jesus has so many mysterious and divine attributes. 
all of which by their nature bless and benefit you and me. But this attribute, this attribute, His light is especially precious because our world is dark and dangerous. Maybe you don't perceive that as you walk through this world each day. But this world truly is dark and dangerous. It has hazards and it has pitfalls that we can't see with our human eye. But mysteriously, only those who truly believe in Jesus are able to see by His light. Those who don't believe in Him, they remain in that darkness. They live and they walk and they have their entire being within that darkness. Listen to these words in John chapter 3, verse 19. And this is a judgment. The light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things, they hate the light and they do not come to the light lest their works would be exposed. But whoever does that which is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Thankfully, as you and I receive the Lord Jesus as our Savior and as our Lord, and as we place our faith and our trust in Him, His special light, that special light that I've been talking about here, will begin to shine within us and then out from us. And it'll be giving light, not only for us to see by, by, but also it'll be lighting the way for other people who will have, as Jesus says in these words, eyes to see and ears to hear. It's a mysterious light. Consider with me for a moment what this mysterious light of the Lord Jesus can do within the conditions of this world that exists all around us all the time. Two people walking together, listen, two people walking together through the same activities of life, side by side. One is able to see the real truth of what's taking place around them. But the other, the other, the one who remains bound up in the darkness of this world, they cannot see those same things. They're consumed by the dissipation of the darkness. And they stumble aimlessly, unable to see and unable to comprehend the sweet and the pleasant things of the light. Those words again, in him, in Jesus, was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not comprehended it. These words tell us the reason behind all those times that you and I have said of ourselves or someone else, Why did I, why did they not see the wrongness of the things that we were doing at the time, that we were involved in? Why did we not see? Why were we so foolish to do those things? We should have known better. How many times has that come to your mind? Our answer to those questions is wrapped up in these words of truth that we're reading and that we're studying here today. Those who live and walk in the darkness, they are like the blind who can see nothing but darkness. Danger looms all about them and their feet get all entangled in one misstep after another. And in ignorance, in ignorance, they do things that they'll regret. But those who then walk in the light, they're able to see those dangers. And thankfully, they're warned 
ahead of time by the Lord as they take each step. Listen to these words. This is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful. Now, that first verse. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. This is two people walking through the same circumstances side by side. So their circumstances are common. But to the one who has the light, God is faithful. And He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. One trips and falls. The other one doesn't. This is the reason. This is the reason. The Spirit of Christ who abides within each of us who believe in Him is faithful, always faithful to warn us at every step. But we have to have ears to hear, eyes to see and ears to hear. But folks, even with that, there are times when we're not looking, we're not listening. And even with those faithful warnings, we can find ourselves all caught up in some of those entanglements of the darkness. And we say, how does that happen? How can that happen? Listen, it's because that darkness that's all around us is not just some lifeless form of dark. Not at all. That darkness is ever and always, listen, that darkness is ever and always active and alive with the inhabitants of that dark world. All of them going about their usual vile demonic work. Those creatures who dwell there in the darkness. And they ever live, they ever live to make us stumble and to fall into their pits. Listen to these words. I've read these to us so often, but we forget them. Ephesians chapter 6. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now, picture these two people walking the same path. Or it looks like the same path at least. One is in the light and the other one is in the darkness. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's going on all around us all of the time. And those in the darkness can't see it. The darkness that swirls all around us is filled with those unseen what these scriptures call principalities and powers. And they take every opportunity to cause you and me to stumble and to stray and to join them in their wretched ways. And they're so very deceptive and clever. It seems that it only takes a moment for us, for me in particular, to suddenly forget all those things that I saw while I was there in the light and then I sink into the mire of their darkness. It only takes a moment for me to allow my anger, you to allow your anger, your frustration, your confusion to take control over our emotions. And then we're immediately plunged into that same dissipation that belies all the rest of the world that walks and lives within that darkness. But with that being said, let me also hasten to say how much better it is for us who have the light of Christ present within us. We at least have the possibility of answers and relief from our struggles. And that's so much better than that dear one walking beside us or us in our day before we had the light of Christ living within us. Folks, listen. 
there are many, many other people who live daily within that darkness. And we walk with them daily. And those many other people are not just some strangers that we don't know. Those are our closest friends, our family members, our loved ones. The light of Christ shines brightly all around them. But yet, by the choices they make daily, they remain entombed within a deep and foreboding darkness. And let's understand clearly that it's not that the light of Christ cannot overcome the darkness around us. That light of Christ can, and easily so. But within God's plan and provision of grace, He also requires some right responses from you and me, from all those other people. Our scriptures tell us that He draws us to the light. He doesn't force us into His light. He draws us to His light, and He calls out to us, He who has eyes to see, let him see. And folks, no, we can't add to his grace by our efforts. But a right response, a right response from us is an essential requirement before a person is able to see by his light. So then what is that response to be? What is the responsibility that we have regarding that special light that Christ has so generously placed within our souls? And it is... That light is within each of us who have Christ as our Savior. Let me give a simple illustration that comes to my mind. Recall the instructions that we hear from the flight attendants each time that we fly regarding the oxygen masks that are deployed in times of emergency. We're told by them to first put the mask on ourselves, then secondly, attend to our children and to others in need. The idea being that we cannot help others if we have not first secured our own safety. That same simple truth applies to us here in this matter of light and darkness. The true light of Christ can fully equip you and me to walk near and to deal with matters of the darkness. But we must know and accept that that is a very tenuous daily existence. And you know it is. You know it is because you live in it. Our narrow path, listen, our narrow path, though it's well lit by Christ, still tracks straight through the center of that deceptively dangerous broad path. Let me say that again. The narrow path that we are called to walk, according to these scriptures, tracks right through the middle of that broad path that leads to destruction. Listen to these words. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Again, may I say that our narrow path though it be well lit by Christ, still tracks straight through the center of that deceptively dangerous broad path of the world. And you and I must be careful to walk that narrow one. And again, walking right beside us, going through the same circumstances of life, is someone whose feet are on the broad path, right beside our narrow path. As I mentioned a moment ago, we, you and I, 
really must first secure our own safety from that darkness by first surrendering our own soul to Christ. And then as we use His light to light our path, then we can, we can navigate through the difficulties of the darkness and we're able to see and to help others along their difficult path. We're able to help that person right beside us. And that's the reason why Jesus gave us these words in today's text. Listen again. No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel, looks out for himself. No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. We need to continually remind ourselves that the light of Christ is not only intended for our own personal good. And too often, that's what takes place. We're so busy taking care of ourselves. But it's not only, that light is not only intended for our own personal good and provision. It's also intended for the benefit of others. That one walking right beside us. In Matthew 5, we read similar instructions. There he says, you are the light of the world. If you have Christ in your heart, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. So in the same way, he tells us, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and praise your Father in heaven. That as you walk along that path with your friend, your light can shine a path that they can follow. It's so important, folks. These words tell us clearly that we're to take that which has been given to us and to give it out to others, to anyone who will listen. We dare not place our light, that light of Christ, under some cover. In Colossians chapter 1, we're told that when Jesus left this earth and he returned to heaven, that he left so much more yet to be done. And yes, he had finished all the work of salvation for us, but many throughout this world, and that person walking right beside us, they need to hear the gospel that brought that light into our heart. And folks, that is to be your and my task. We're not to hide the sweet truths of God from our loved ones. We're not to put that under a, a bushel or under a cover. We're to let his light shine through us to them. These instructions given here by the Lord Jesus, they're a simple word picture. They're a word picture telling us that the light of Christ within those of us who have him as our Savior and Lord can serve both as a beacon but also as a guide to others. Now by that I mean that it's often the light within a Christian's life that will influence even the most steadfast of unbeliever to go ahead then and to do right things. And that is so important within families. That is so important within families. Folks, the hope is that as we, as the light shines from us and out from, out from us, that the unbelievers who are walking with us each day will eventually give in and believe. And even if they don't, listen, even if they don't, the scriptures tell us that they need to be given an opportunity. And then besides that, even in their blinded darkness, if they do good things that come from your light, 
Others will benefit from it. And listen, there's another subtle truth that's being hidden within these words that encourages even a silent witness. Not every one of you, every one of us, is able to verbalize easily, to witness easily. And so these words tell us that even a silent witness is a witness. Listen, verse 16. No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand, that those who enter may see the light. Now you notice that even a silent flame, a silent flame that's glowing in the darkness, has an ability to help those who live in that darkness. The picture that comes to my mind is the believing family member who throughout their daily life is a quiet witness to the others in their family who do not believe. But the constant good efforts and the favors of that believing family member, their light shining, then the unbeliever is then slowly drawn to the light. Isn't that a precious thought? You may become frustrated with your family members that have chosen not to believe in Christ. But by these words, the Lord is telling you and me, walk with the light that he's given you. And you will be that light that might possibly draw them eventually to Christ. That's the way God works in men and women's heart. You and I who have that light of Christ, we're being called to do one simple but all-important part. And that is to simply let the light of Christ shine out from us. Not to hide it. Not to hold back those words. But to let that light shine from us. And then His light will do the rest. Did you hear what I said? His light then. Once it shines out from us. His light will begin to do the work. And then note here in verse 17. Another special power that His light has. He tells us there. For nothing is secret. That will not be revealed. Nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. His light can and will reveal the hidden secrets of men's hearts. Our responsibility is to be faithful to allow His light to shine out through us and to others. And then His light will do the work. And we're sternly warned to do exactly that. Listen to these words in verse 18. Therefore take heed how you hear. For whoever has to him more will be given. Whoever does not have even what he seems to have will be taken from him. If you have the light of Christ shining in you and out from you, if you hold back, then the Lord is saying there's a stern consequence. The Lord may actually remove some of the benefits of the light in you for your benefit. Let me read those words again. Therefore, take heed how you hear for whoever has. To him more will be given. We're letting that light shine. But listen, whoever does not have, who does not let that light shine, even what he has or what he seems to have might be taken from him. It is your and my serious responsibility to never allow our light to be hidden away from the sight of those who live in the darkness. Yes, we do encounter obstacles all along the way. Too often our government is making rules. Our employers have rules. There's always someone who's erecting a barrier, preventing us from 
letting our light shine the way we would like it to. But folks, listen, there too, the light of Christ will provide a way. His light will do the work. Nothing can darken the light of the Lord Jesus. It's the most powerful light, and it's far more powerful than any darkness. If we'll only be faithful in our willingness, then his light will shine through. God gives us assurance of that in these words where he tells us in him, in Jesus was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not comprehended it. Folks, in those last words there, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not comprehended it. The original words that are translated there, they have two meanings. The ability to comprehend, the darkness does not comprehend or understand, but it also has this meaning of where the darkness cannot overcome it, can't overpower it, leaving us then with this understanding that the ever-present darkness that surrounds us each day can neither withstand the light nor can it overpower the light, and neither can it understand it. That's why that person can walk right beside you And not understand why you're doing what you're doing. Because they're in the darkness. And they cannot comprehend the light that you're walking in right beside them. As we know from simply turning on a light switch in our house at night. Light immediately overpowers darkness. Never the other way around. And that is the way that it is with the light of Christ. His light immediately overpowers the darkness all around us. And you and I are able to see things, especially truth, very clearly. But that other person is walking in darkness. They're not able to see what we see. Let's close with these words of the Lord Jesus. And also the words of Kathy Tricoli's song. And I want to encourage each of us as we leave this church today to hold out our light so that the people in this dark world will be able to see And I'm talking about every circumstance of life. You and I have to allow that light of Christ to shine forth from us. So he tells us, verse 16, No one who has lit a lamp covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed nor anything hidden that will not be shown and come to light. Therefore, take heed how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. Whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. And then these wonderful words in this song of Kathy Tricoli's. And this is my call to you. Carry your candle. Run to the darkness. Seek out the hopeless confused and torn. Hold out your candle for all to see it. Take your candle. Go light your world. Let's pray.